I'm Linda Van Falkenberg. And I'm Ron Gore. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Co Parent Academy, Academy Podcast. Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Today, we have a topic that no one has ever encountered in a co-parenting situation, uh, moving school districts. So we're so good at finding those. Right. It's just we had to dig and dig and dig. Such an arcane topic. In this particular Reddit post we're looking at, I think we're back in a swing of doing some Reddit posts. I think we're going to stay in the sweet spot for a few weeks. Yeah. In this particular one. The lady says that her ex-husband is in the process of moving. Now, they have 50-50 custody of an eight-year-old daughter. And when they were divorced, mom ended up moving about 25 minutes away to a different town that had a better school district, but there was no agreement to change the child's school. So the kids stayed in the same school, and mom made this 25-minute commute. She worked it out. No, No muss, no fuss. Everything's fine with that commute. Now, she hears through the kid importantly, that dad is going to move, but he's saying that he's going to stay within the school boundaries. Now he's in an apartment. He's going to rent another apartment and the lease on his current apartment is coming up. So he's got to move. Not sure why he has to move just because his Mm -hmm. lease is coming up, but apparently he has to. And what mom's getting from the kid is that where dad's taking the kid to look at apartments maybe in the same school district, but would be a different elementary school. So there's some concern that mom's expressing that, yeah, same school district, but different school. I'm not okay with this in her mind. And she's consulted her attorney in her mind. If you're going to change an eight year old from one elementary school to another, you might as well be in a different school district. And she believes that her school district is significantly better than the one the child is currently in. She's trying to make the decision on whether or not she wants to file something regarding this change. Uh, She's nervous to file the motion and lose it. Um, But as an attorney, uh, this hits. She says, I know my attorney is telling me I have a good shot because he'll get paid regardless. Just wondering if anyone has had experience with this. So, Linda, have you had any experience with this? Just a little it's something that comes up with PCs a lot. And as a PC, not anymore, but back in the day, as a PC, the way I would frequently handle it would be to look up the online ratings of the different schools. Um, Sometimes that really shows a huge difference between them. So it's not just a, he said, she said, my school's better. Mm-hmm. I agree with what she said. Her attorney said that any move to a different building within the same district or not is definitely a whole new reset for a child, especially this age, because it's an elementary school. Right. Sometimes, especially in our area, in Tulsa, it could be a whole new school for a middle school even. So right. a lot of districts are big enough that they have more than one middle school. So it's 
really going to change everything in the child's worldview when it comes to, you know, different teachers that, you know, she's a third grader. So if she's been in that school forever, she may even go back and say hi in the morning to her kindergarten teacher or, you know, she, she has a little community. She sees those teachers in the office or the cafeteria, you know, she, she has old friends there. Right. So it's going to be a big change one way or the other. Right. And there are multiple issues that pop up with this post. You know, one thing talking about these school grades, I agree. It depends on where you're looking though. Cause I have, and this comes up in relocation cases, you know, you'll have someone try to introduce an evidence, one of these websites like greatschools.com. And the problem with that is that their methodology is unclear if there is a methodology. And for those particular places, um, and you may not be able to, you may not have a school that has a rating. uh, You may not have a school who's, you may not be able to compare apples to apples. So even if you were to know the rating methodology of this website, you don't know that it was applied consistently. Uh, One school may not have been rated and the other one was. So you get an evidentiary issue there. In, play, in states like Oklahoma, for example, there are state-derived uh, grades for schools that the Oklahoma ah. Department of Education has. So those, I think, are more reliable. So there it just sort of depends. I would want to know when she says Make her sure the school source. has a C+. Right. I would want to know where she got that. So that's one issue. A big issue that we have is there seems to be a lot of communication going on through this child and not between the parents. And there seems to be a lot of conversations in both households about this potential move. And I can only imagine what's being said. And how much have they exposed her to the choices, you know, that she might have where the move is concerned. I'm sure we've both had situations where one of the parents or both had taken the child to see, even do an interior tour of the school and or hung out on the playground to test out the equipment and still had not even told the other parent. Or, you know, in this area, conversations with the football coach about whether the kid will get some playing time if they change schools. I mean, that comes up. You got it. So just all sorts of different ways in which they seem to be putting this child in the middle. Um, Mom clearly has some trust issues and, you know, maybe well earned. If it's the case that dad has been sneaky and dishonest in the past and she's been burned a few times, then I don't I'm not surprised that she's distrustful. Um, That distrust seems to extend to her attorney as well. You know, I get this all the time. People say, well, you know. My attorney's telling me this, but they're just going to get paid. So they don't really care. They just want the money. And I have to remind people that's true. Some, some attorneys are short-sighted and not ethical and not great attorneys. But if you have an attorney who is in it for the long run and they're going to be a repeat performer in the same legal community, reputation matters. And you don't want to be the person who just puts anything into court just to get a paycheck because you're not going to get referrals that way. 
It's not, yep. it's not a not a wise course of action for establishing longevity in the legal community, I think. One of the main issues I see with this question between parents, it tends to be that most of them want to do whatever's easiest for them. Like mom wants the school that's closer to her home. Mm-hmm. And dad wants a school that's closer to his home. Right. And that may have something to do with, don't we have a 75 mile limit that a parent can move from the other? So in Oklahoma, a parent is able to relocate a child up to 75 miles without invoking the relocation notification statute. Okay. So that's the trigger point for that. But, and here's another issue, and and this is getting into, I think, an issue that you're, that's the undercurrent of what you're saying. So if they have 50-50 physical custody, then I would presume that they have joint legal custody as well. Probably. If they have joint legal custody, then typically a provision would be that you're not allowed to unilaterally change the child's school district. And so if she were, if mom were not to agree with dad's proposed new school district, she wouldn't have to file anything. So that's one of the things that was a little confusing for me in the wording of this. I'm not sure why mom would have to file something to keep the status quo if they have 50-50 physical custody and joint legal, because dad would be the one who would have to seek permission from the court, absent an agreement with his joint custodian, to change the child's school. So either... She has 50-50 physical custody, but he has sole legal custody, or she's not understanding the advice she's receiving from her attorney, or her attorney's not advising her well, because absent agreement of the joint custodian, you're not going to be changing the school without an order of the court, at least not in any way that would be effective. Because, I mean, how do you, how do you play that out? You know, you find out that dad has uh, enrolled the child in a new school and unrolled the child from your school. That's not going to last long. I mean, you show up for back to school night and dad's like, oh, yeah, well, back to school night's 55 miles away now. That It's not going to take long before that comes to a head. Right. So do you think she's using this possibility of dad moving that the child has told her about as a good opportunity for her to get the child into her school. I think that's what she wants. Yeah. I think that's, that's what the situation is, which this goes back to your point that this may be a case of the parent wanting to do what's best for them. But is it your perspective that for a typical child, who has been at this school for, let's say, a few years now, it would be better for this child to stay in the school where she's been. I think we're back to that. It doesn't really matter at this age that she stay in the same district. If she can stay in the same school building and everything's going well, and it seems to be working well for her particular educational needs, then sure. If mom could somehow prove that her educational needs were not being met, 
For example, if the child tests out gifted and there is no gifted program at all at this school, and as she gets older, she won't be really challenged. There wouldn't be an AP program or anything like that. And sometimes there's a difference in whether it's a small community school or a really big one. Right. How is the child's personality? Would she fit better in a smaller school than a really large school as she gets older? Right. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, definitely there are a lot. And also, let's say that dad actually does move 55 miles away. And let's say, and I don't know, it's hard to know where the parents are in this scenario in relation to the school. So if dad moves 55 miles away, is that a 55-mile daily commute to the school? I don't know. But let's assume that the child's commute when she's with dad is going to be a 50-minute commute each way to go to school. And presumably, dad's going to have to get to work. And I imagine he's going to be working closer to where he lives than where the school is because he's thinking about changing the school. So then I think practically speaking, dad would need to be getting the child enrolled in a before and after school program that would accommodate his work schedule and the distance from his home. So I have a feeling that this child is going to be spending a lot of time in the car and in this before and after program which is maybe not the best scenario for her either. Right. And now that depends once again on, does she need tutoring after school? Is she going to be in a band program in sixth grade where they might stay and practice at the end of the day or some sort of sports program through the school? So you can't just look at what she's doing in third grade even but where she might be in three years down the road. Right. And this is where it would be so helpful for the parents to be able to have a real communication, you know, a real conversation with each other about, Hey, what are the pros and cons of this? It's, it's important. You know, I've been married for 22 years, happily married, and we have meetings. Like we have a meeting scheduled tomorrow morning, uh, Rebecca and I do to talk about our, our goals for the next several months and how we want Aww. to accomplish them, what we want to prioritize. You've got to sit down and have those kinds of conversations together because it may be that if they were to just have a conversation, they could find a way together that would accomplish all of their objectives and they could do it much less expensively. And, you know, sometimes I've seen people come to agreements at, depositions. Because once you start asking them the in-depth questions and you get the thought process going, you realize that people don't actually have that much of a disagreement. They just never talked about it before they lawyered up. Exactly. All right. Well, let's just hope that these parents uh, start to think about communicating together a little bit more uh, to communicate with their child about these adult issues a lot less and to see if they can actually work together to come up with a solution. That's not only best for their daughter, but may actually be easier for them, too. That's that's our wish. Amen. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to leave questions, comments or concerns, please email 
podcast at coparentacademy.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.